0: I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week for the week ending 21 November 2020. Visual Studio 16.8 has been released, and it might have uninstalled the .NET Core 3.1 SDKs on your behalf. Check this out, and there's a way to fix it. There's a project called Random Street View that shows you a place in the world randomly using Google Maps. Now hopefully this gives you something fun to do during this holiday week while waiting for the clock to hit 5 p.m. Do you like the idea of using C Sharp for scripting? Well, .NET Script provides that. Personally, I'm of a mind that they should have modified C Sharp for scripting a long time ago and not invented PowerShell. But we don't all get what we want. GitHub reversed course and has re-enabled the YouTube-DL repository. Now, the RIAA had issued a DMCA takedown notice. And since the YouTube DL repository allows for command line access to YouTube, they issued a takedown notice. Now, GitHub caved because maybe they thought they had to, and they removed the repository. But after the Electronic Frontier Foundation stepped in with a supporting letter as to why the RIAA was mistaken in their claim, GitHub re-enabled access to the repository as well as released new guidelines as to what they would do in the future so this doesn't happen again. If you have a class with a private default constructor in .NET 5, SignalR can't deserialize it. The author of this blog post suffered so that you and I wouldn't have to. AppVare has a short, helpful blog post on version pinning for .NET 5 and using .NET Core 3.1's SDK. So if you end up working with both on your machine, they tell you how to make them play nicely with each other. .NET Framework November 2020 Security and Quality Roll-Up Updates have been released. This is a release of the preview I mentioned a few weeks ago. Although the word security is in the title, there aren't any security updates in this release. Jimmy Bogard released a Galaxy Brain meme on how to see if a string is null in C Sharp. Now, it's pretty extensive uh, it's a bit funny, and it reflects the fact that we have way too many ways of seeing whether or not a string is null or empty in C-sharp. And that's not a good thing. There's a GitHub diff of all the differences between the .NET Standard 2.1 and .NET Core 3.1 APIs versus the .NET 5 APIs. Now, it's pretty cool to see all of these API differences in one place. And it reminds me that source control is magic sometimes. The roadmap for WinUI 3 should be out in the first half of 2021. Now I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I have no idea what WinUI is or how it's different from all the other UI strategies Microsoft has had, but maybe we'll get lucky this time and it'll finally unify everything. In the same vein, WinUI 3 Preview 3 has also been released. Julia Lerman, released a blog post that shows you how to deploy containerized .NET 5 applications using AWS's Fargate. Now, also, maybe one day AWS will, un- will unify its containerization strategy. Monsters Weekly releases a video on how C Sharp 9's pattern matching can make your job as a developer easier. If you're, not, if you're new to C Sharp 9 pattern matching, you should give this a watch. There's also a video out that shows a new Git experience in Visual Studio 2019 version 16.8. If you use the UI for Visual Studio for Git, uh, could you send me a ping and let me know how it is? I've I've never used the UI, so I don't have a frame of reference, and I would love to hear your feedback on it. You can reach me at Gortok, that's G-O-R-T-O-K, on Twitter. There's a blog post out that shows you how to pare down what you're catching with exception filters. These were introduced in c 6, and as the old adage goes, if you can't handle it, don't catch it. Another tip, Microsoft Edge now allows you to add notes to a PDF document. If you keep this up, Edge, I'm going to have to install you on my PC. There's a blog post out about the top five features of EF Core 5.0 from four different entity framework experts while we're running the numbers it turns out that there were 240 enhancements 380 bug fixes and around 200 updates to documentation To give you an idea on the time frame ef core 3.1 was released on 3 december 2019 so all of those changes were made in the past 11 months the Roslyn team wrote a blog post detailing What's new in the .NET productivity realm? If you use Visual Studio 2019, it's worth your time to check this out since there's likely to be something there that will help you out. Joseph Wadagno shows you how to add .NET 5 support to the Azure App Service. Not really sure why this is a thing we as developers have to do, but here we are. Microsoft Research released a fuzzing tool for HTTP and REST APIs. A fuzzer is a real-life incarnation of the saying, throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. TypeScript 4.1 has been released. Now here's my periodic reminder to you that TypeScript does not respect Semver, semantic versioning. And therefore, if you do not to the exact version of TypeScript you're using, major, minor, and patch, you might accidentally break a build when you least expect it especially when they release a new version. The .NET team says, do not use the TFM target framework moniker without the SDK version pinned on the end of it. Basically, if your TFM is readable, you're not using the right thing. Include both TFM and then the SDK version behind it so you know you're pinning to the exact right APIs you wish to use when you develop .NET 5 applications. Microsoft.data SQL Client 2.1 has been released, with lots of bugs, fixes, and performance improvements, and they mean it this time. Microsoft's WebView 2 now uses Chromium Edge for when you need an integrated web browser in your .NET application. The joke here is that we're stuck with desktop UI toolchains, but we'd all rather be using the web toolchains. And lastly... There's a blog post out on explaining chains, funks, and actions in C-sharp. Honestly, this sounds all a little bit like a kink, but I assure you it is safe for work. And that's what happened last week in .NET. It was a pretty light week for releases. Uh, .NET 5 really sucked the oxygen out of the room. But as we get into the holiday season, we may see a few more, but we expect more at the beginning of next year. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams... Double their productivity through test-driven development. If your team would like to build better software faster, reach reach out at www.doubleyourproductivity.io. And I will see you next week.